Hey, Secrets of Success listeners, Deanna here. Thank you all so much for joining us. Well, today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. See, NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. Now, how many of you can use some additional information so you can make smarter decisions with your money? It's okay. I'll be the first to raise my hand. Because the nerds have helped me get smarter about things like saving on travel. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night, maybe a a small shopping spree or a fancy dinner or two. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Also, boosting my credit score, since good credit is like a real-life cheat code, seriously, like a real-life cheat code, and then saving for an emergency fund because life is like a good movie. It just loves a good plot twist. So listen to Merit Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Welcome to a journey of transformation empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite change and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix. A Master Plan for Black Group Economics with Wealth Creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr. Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity this isn't just a book, it's a movement, a call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear, drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of the Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. Forties and it's May. That's weird. Look wow. at that. Look at that. Yeah, it, it has it's been nineties like here. That here. 
Yeah, 90s here, and our air conditioning went out. So, Susan, send it my way. Yeah. God bless. God bless. Uh-oh. I just lost electricity. Oh. There you go. The show still shall go on. All right, let's keep going. They're doing all sorts of stuff around here. All righty. Well, can you hear me? Yes, sir. We can hear you. All right, then good. I'll conserve some electricity. Cut this off. All right. Now, Deanna, yeah, let's start. Well, if this is your first time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, here. What I would like for you to do is know that this is our daily meetings and we have good time and stuff. Okay? Good time and stuff. I know, buddy. Now, this is how we build our company and we move forward to all great sort of That being said, Deanna, we were doing our meeting, right? Yes, the, sir. Not, yeah, the, the thingy. Tell me where we at so far. So with the One Business Away Challenge, I will be reaching out to everybody today. So if you're on this call and you signed up, I will be reaching out to you. We, um, in order to participate, you must have your camera on and it is for 90 consecutive days. Uh, Boss man did say that if you, if you miss one or two, it's no problem. We are not going to knock you out for that one but the requirements are you have to make sure the time you have to make sure that because I'm going to make sure that the times are within the time frames of everyone we do have people who will be attending that are in different area codes and countries so we I will make sure but make sure that you are available to speak with so I can confirm with you that you will have your camera on. You do understand that it is 90 consecutive days. And a time, uh, a, your, your schedule so I can make sure that times match up. Bossman, we also were talking about when you wanted to officially start. Because I know that everything with you is ASAP. So I wanted <laughs> to know <laughs> So I wanted to know if you wanted us to get started on Monday or if you wanted to give it a week or make sure everyone has everything that they need for the 90, uh, for the one business away 90 day challenge and get in uh, and get started the following Monday. Got you. I think we'll do the following Monday. Let's, let's see if we can work out some times right now. Satish, you first. I think you're the furthest away. Is Steve on the call? Well, I don't even know if Steve signed up, but if he is, then he'll be second. He is on the call, and if so, Steve, please let me know. So, Teach, what time of day is good for you? I am available any time of the day. Okay. That makes it a tad bit easier. Okay. Steve signed up, Deanna? No, I don't. I do not have him. So it, but he okay. is on the call. Cool, cool. No, no problem. No problem. I so did, who, who else is far away like that? Pam Norris. I spoke with her, and she uh-huh. said 
any time between 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. our time would be between 9 a.m. and 12 p.m. her time. Okay. All right. All right. So start around Robin and everybody call out names and see what time is good for them. Okay. I'm mapping out in my head. All right. Okay. So let's. Yeah, y'all talk back to Deanna. There you go. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I can. Anytime. Gotcha. By the way, you didn't hear me earlier. I said at least it wasn't chitlins he was eating. Oh. <laughs> I'm actually paying attention. <laughs> Deanna? Yes, ma'am. Have you co are you coordinating this around the calls that are at that time so that we know not to call out those times that your team calls? Are there any calls during the time, that window? Of course, everything is going to be around the classes that are currently in place. But I, I reserved the right to cancel one for 90 days. I said that yesterday. I'm not sure yet. <clears throat> I need more data. But right now we're scheduled around it. But if I have to cancel one and put it in that time, then I may. But I don't know yet. Keep going, Deanna. Awesome. All right. So we have... Satish, we have Pam, we have Miss Phil and Miss, Mr. Phil and Miss Susan. Let me see who is on the call. Miss um, Levon. I'm going by how I see these names on here. Um, I guess around the times you said, that's fine. Whatever time. Okay. All right, let me see who's next on my list. I have, and I'm going behind, see your names here. Miss Catherine, can you let us know your availability? Like, uh, like you said, around those times. So we're looking at around the 3 to 6 p.m. time frame. Mm -hmm. 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Central Standard, got it. All right. Let me see the next person I have on my list here. Miss Lisa Jones. You can let me know. Your word for the one business away challenge. <clears throat> if you can let me know your schedule, what time, uh, what times are convenient for you? Hmm, just varies. <laughs> what times is convenient for you? Well, that's what we're doing. We're finding out the t everyone's schedule so we can put together a time oh. that's convenient for everyone. Right now, I have no remodeling job, so I don't have a schedule, but I do the shopper and Uber, so my time kind of varies, but I cannot okay. do it in at any time. Okay. I really don't have a, my schedule's kind of like in the air. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, the next person I have on my list is 
Michelle G. I will schedule my time around yours. Okay. All right, the next person we have. Ms. Charmone, what is your schedule like? Um, I work from 2 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. However, um, I can... Um, like if those times are the times that you choose, I can, I can find a way to adjust. So I guess anytime. Okay. Are you one of those people that can hop on at work? Well, we're going into production. So me hopping on at work will become very difficult, but if it's early in my shift or later in my shift, I can work it out with my superior to um, come in later or leave early. Gotcha. Okay. I'm going to do something else that you say you don't have to do that. I'm going to figure that out. Okay. 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 But you said two, so that's two to ten for us, that's one to nine thirty. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Okay. We'll work something out. All right. Put put a star by her name. Got it. All right, keep going. I believe that is to just hop on and see if that's the name I need. So I oh Justin. Awesome. So Justin, what we are currently doing, and I know I, I so sorry I caught you right when. So what we're currently doing is for the one business away challenge for the 90 days. I am checking in with everyone to see what your schedule is looking like and what's convenient for you. So if you can let me know your schedule, we are um, polling, polling everyone so we can get a time that would be suitable for each person. So if you can let me know what your schedule is, you know, I can, we can, use that to also coordinate times. I'm quarantined right now, so I, I'm still at my office, but mostly from home, so let me know what the time is. Gotcha, will do. All right, boss man, that is all who are currently present. And I will- So we just had one person like Charmone? Who's, who's not present? Give me your name. Um, you forgot me, Simone. Whoever Clark. that is, thank you, oh, Miss Simone. Simone. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> um, well, I have something that was basically scheduled before this between um, Eastern Standard Time 8 to 10. So, any other time around that would be fine. I mean, 8 to 10 p.m., that is. I'm scheduled for something else, 8 to 10 p.m. Okay. Standard time, so anything else, any other time will be fine. Awesome. And thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. You're so very welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay, so let me do another quick scan, make sure. Okay. Yes, sir, Mr. Jerron. 
Hey everyone. Um, I was just about to ask too. What uh, what's happening? Because I just like came in a little bit late, so I wanted to know what's happening and what are we talking about. Go ahead. You can explain, Diana. Okay. What in what Antonio is doing is called the One Business Away Challenge, where he is going to take. Uh, he's going to walk you for 90 consecutive days from the beginning of your business or where you currently are in your business to your first customer to money in your bank. And he's going to walk you every step of the way, helping you with whatever it is that you need, as well as giving you the resources to uh, complete <clears throat> any, any projects, products that you need for your business. If it's writing books, if it's, you know, making your own body butter, if it, whatever it is, we're going to walk you from day one to day 90 for 90 consecutive days. And these, uh, those who we just called out, they have signed up for. So we are going through and right now getting time frames for everyone so we can schedule a time that will be, that everyone will be able to attend. Okay. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so we're telling our, we're sorry about that. So we're telling um, our time, our available time. Yes. For those who have volunteered. Yes, sir. We're finding out their, their times so we can know what's, what schedules to put up, giving everyone time to situate. And then we're going to start the following Monday. So not the third, but the 10th, not, I'm sorry, not the fourth, but the 11th. The 11th. Okay, great. So yeah, I'll be available 9 a.m. I'm definitely going to be available in the mornings for this. And yeah, from like 9 a.m. to 12. So yeah, that's my availability every day. All right, that'll work. Appreciate you. All right. Thank you all for the opportunity, yes. Oh, man, ain't no problem, man, ain't no problem. All right, Diana, who's not here? Who's, Who's not? Um, I'm sorry, real quick, bossman. Jerome, what is your time zone? Oh, Eastern time. Yes. Awesome, thank you. Yeah, sorry about that. No worries. So those that are not here this morning, we have Jerome, Kiera, Miss Carol, Jason, and Maurice. So I will reach out to each one of them individually. Jerome, Kiera, who you said, Jason? Jason. Jason is Miss um, Carol's son. Oh, she, okay. That's why I'm looking at his name. Yeah. yeah. All right. No problem. Are uh, you wrote all them times down? Yes, I did. Okay, I got an idea what to do. Let me let me let me deal with Charmone real quick. All right, Charmone. So obviously, you're supposed to be doing it because you couldn't exist in this reality if you wasn't supposed to be doing it. Yet your job is from 2 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and you're going into a production period in which you're going to get crazy work, crazy busy. You are willing to get off early or get off late, but I do not require that. So what would billionaire me do? 
thinking, thinking, thinking. Okay, Deanna. Yes, sir. I'm going to have to add some sort of fifth element to the the theme, the, the one business away challenge. Okay. And that element is going to be centered around Charmon. And that element is going to be called, we'll wordsmith it later, but building a business around your job. I'll wordsmith it later. Okay. And we're going to come up with a different time for her and intervene ourselves so we can address people who are what you call parallel preneurs. That would be people with jobs that are also entrepreneurs. Awesome. So I'm going to receive that the universe told me my plan was not complete until I took care of Charmon. You, you okay with that, Charmon? Yes, sir. Thank you so much. <laughs> Okay, no problem. Yeah, well, you, you know, you know, blessings don't come with subtractions unless that subtraction is also in addition to your peace. So I don't have to take it from you. I just have to add something else that I didn't think about. But that's kind of the point, right? You always be open to energy. There's no such thing as bad news. It's just energy. That's all. So you just put an energy in my direction. I wasn't, I had no plan for it, but now we got a plan for it. So awesome. that's it. All right. That works. Okay. So anybody like that would probably just be Charmone, but we're going to have a whole different element. So Deanna, you're going to have to logistically have her, me, you, her, and whatever the program is, whatever the program is, has to cater to her, but it's going to be different. She'll get the replays. She can have access to the replays that we do mm-hmm. for the group, but we're going to design a whole element around people that have to work eight hours at an inconvenient time, like three to ten, nine to five, because in truth, I wouldn't have addressed that at all. I wouldn't have. Somebody is going to ask, well, yeah. I work 16-hour shifts. How can I still build my business? Someone's going to ask that. Right. And I would not have addressed it until I just found out about her problem. So there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't see you, and I'm actually out here watering my garden now until they cut the freaking lights off. The light company is trucks everywhere. But yeah. that's just energy, too. So I figured, because I ain't got no lights in the house, I might as well plant life outside the house. How about that? All right. That's how you do that. All right, let's see. So I'm watering my tomatoes and watermelon, cucumbers and eggplants, pineapple right now while talking to you. That being said, there's a few learning things here since I have your attention and your audience. How many people are on the call right now, Deanna? We have 20 people on the call total. All right, fantastic. 20 people, 20 of you should have learned some more is caught than taught. So you, I'm going to point out some stuff and then you still would have learned some stuff that I can't even point out because more is always caught than taught. 
So let's point out a few things here in leadership and business. There is nothing in CEOing that goes your way. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Okay? When it happens to go your way, celebrate. Drink a beer or something. Because it ain't going to happen again for quite some time. Nothing goes your way, but it never goes the wrong way. This is extremely important to understand. Is, 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 is Reggie on a call too? I got the whole team on a call? Yes, sir, you do. All right, outstanding. So today, nothing goes. I actually had on my notes yesterday to read something, and I did not read it, but it applies for today. Yesterday, the first thing on my notes was we all seem to be under attack. There's a lot of weird stuff happening, and I was thinking about Tempest's mom at the time as well. Plus, we got another team member silently hurting, but they told me about it, so they're not suffering alone. So we're under attack. Today is a great time for me to address that. If we're under attack, and forget the whole, you know, something good is coming. Something good is always coming. I'm not even going to say that. I mean, if you believe correctly, something good is always coming. That's how I believe, so you should probably adopt that belief. But I do want to tell you this, that you have to recognize that your way, most of the time, and by most, I'm just going to go out there and say 99% of the time, because this is how it works in my life. But I'm just going to arrogantly project me on you. Most of the time, your way is not the fastest, quickest, most harmonious way to get that thing done. Let me pause right here. I'm making myself clear so far. I haven't completely opened up my point, but up until now, it's everyone following the words that are coming out of my mouth plainly. Yes. Some... yes All right, good, good. Yep. So now I know that yeah, I can press this point then. Good. I can press this point real hard then because everyone's caught up with me. It is simple. You have a plan. Your job is to execute that plan until the universe punches you in the face and tell you your plan is not good enough. You are not to take this personal when the universe punches you in the face. It is the kindest thing the universe could possibly do to you. This Now, let me, let me talk to my folks who love God. God loves you so much that he punches you in the face with grace and you have no idea that was grace. Let me explain. If you got something very, very bad happening to you right now, I need you to get that it could be worse. But here's what you may not get. That is literally God picking the kindest, worst thing that could possibly happen to you that puts you back in alignment with the proper goal. I'm saying something here. If you're going through something, if you are under attack, if you're in bankruptcy, if your mom's in a hospital, these are real things happening right now. You have Parkinson's, it's 90 degrees, no AC. If they, the electric company and cut off a whole grid block, whatever it is, it matters not because it was the kindest thing 
no matter how bad you feel about it, it could be worse, which means the very definition of grace is not letting you make it. It is giving you the kindest possible bad stuff that puts you in alignment. So let me explain what happened on this call. My ego was inconvenienced twice, at well, three times at least. For one, how dare they cut my stuff off, right? I don't like that because I don't like losing, period. Two, Jerron, he ain't signed up when I told him to sign up. But he's in now. Three, Charmon was willing to do something that I did not require. And I could have said, well, we'll catch you next time. But that's not. Listen, here's how it works. It works real easy. There is some stuff that is kicking your business in the butt right now. And because you are not adjusting your plan, but getting frustrated, you lose it. You can't do that. There is no such thing as failure. There is no such thing as bad. Not. It's just energy. Failure is just a longer road to get you where you want to go to. Bad is just your auto-suggestive making energy bad because you've decided it to be that way. So we're going to create a whole new element for Charmon. I don't know what we're going to do with Jerron whatsoever. He may be in that element with Charmon, or I may have a whole college student element that I did not even think about. Write college student element down there, Deanna, just in case. Either way, there it is. Did somebody learn something from today or just now before I move on to the next thing? Antonio? Yes, ma'am. To take what you said, um, you said for those that believe in God, you said that uh, when you're going through these situations, today what we can do is write 10 things down that God provided for us last year. Write 10 things down that God provided for us last year. When you're going through these situations now, look at that. Post that in front of you, hang it up, and that will help. Amen to that. I got no issue with that. Amen to that. I'm glad you brought that up because it lets me reopen or may put more base on the foundation of what I said. Grace is God saying, listen, I know this is not convenient for you, Phil. I know it's not. As a matter of fact, it devastates your entire foundation. I'm rocking your beliefs. It just is what it is. I am. But it's the kindest thing that I could possibly do for you right now to get you where you are trying to go. Because as is, you would not have gotten there if I would not have given you this. And y'all need to adopt that mentality as fast as possible. You have to. 
if you don't adopt the mentality that life is happening for you and not to you, even if you get out the middle class, you're going to lose it all. And if you don't lose it, you're just going to have to protect what you got. And I'm not in the mood to be protecting my money. Do you understand? I don't feel like fighting people because I made money. That just ain't in my spirit. I don't feel like having people inside the company trying to, you know, take the company from me or something because I didn't took the company from somebody else. I don't feel like doing all that. Mm. I don't feel like doing all that. That, that, ain't, that ain't in my spirit. What is that? The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. That ain't in my spirit. You do right. Other people make sure you get right. And that's just the way it is. Y'all keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Anybody want to say something right here before I move on to the next thing? Well, um, to, to quote Phil Sorrentino, grace is controlled power. Amen. All right. And then we have Michelle G. Um, I was just going to say for me, um, which everything that you just said is really confirmation because um, I've been kind of running in some bumps, but I've also kind of like been redirected mm-hmm. at and something that has uh, my uh, late pastor told me, he used to say it all the time, you know, that, um, all it is is God is just protecting you from something that you really didn't need to go through to begin with. Well, that's fair too. Oh. So that just, it just kind of, like I said, it's just confirmation for me. That's fair. That's fair. Deanna just sent me a screenshot of the chat. So I appreciate that, Deanna, so I can get some feedback. This is, maybe I should just hang my hat here for a while. Maybe. If I can get you all to understand that whatever is happening in your life is the kindest thing life could have did to you to get you to your next level. If I can just get you, I don't. You don't need to just believe it because belief is not strong enough. It needs to. Let's go to Aristotle real quick. I'll be able to explain this better in Greek with Aristotle. Now I'm gonna. This is going to come out roughly translated because I know this passage in Greek, but I'll translate it into English and spare you the nerd Greek stuff. Aristotle said there is a telos. Aristotle is a pupil of Plato. As a matter of fact, the only reason we know anything Plato said is because Aristotle, his motherfucker, wrote it down. Plato didn't write anything. Aristotle, who seemed to branch away from a lot of what Plato said, Aristotle said there's a telos. Telos is a Greek word for end. And all human beings are moving to this end, whatever that end means. Oprah would tell you that there is a divine destiny for you that you chose. And you're consistently moving towards that divine destiny that you chose. And there are no mistakes. There are no failure. Failure is just a longer road to get you to the supreme you that you decided to be. So I'm mixing Aristotle and Oprah here so everyone can have a full 
understanding of what's going on. Then he begins to talk about these virtues. And I'm telling you that me telling you, I'm going chills on my arms. I'm telling you that me telling you that you need to believe that what's happening to your mom, what's happening to your children, the disease in your body is the kindest thing that source you you decided you picked this you picked all of this and this thing is you deciding I need this thorn so I can understand grace is sufficient and at the same time without that thorn I won't have this passion and in the middle of all of this, whatever you're going through, it's and, and that's not, I don't, I'm not meaning invalidated. I'm now giving what you're going through purpose. It is here to lift you to where you want to go. Because as you create, it's very simple. Creation works like this. You need a bunch of BS, a bunch of uncomfortableness, a bunch of resistance. In the BS, in the resistance, and the uncomfortableness, that's when you decide to have the courage to ask. Some of you, you don't know what to ask. You have no idea what you want to do with your life. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. And you've been struggling trying to figure out what should I do. And so you called forth more discomfort. I am determined to be rich. The middle class is not for me. I need news that cares about me. And not news that's going to scare me or make me mad at another people. I need news without politics. And I want news that will point me to the money. This is the news where it happens. The moments that change the world. These are the stories we need. The info that we care about. We only give you news that puts money in your pocket. And the news that gives us an advantage. This is the work that continues. Who we are today. And what we can become. Tomorrow. That's it. This is where news without agendas can lead us. Your wealth matters. This is why more perspectives make us stronger. And how our mission can inspire tomorrow this is journalism that helps the world we live in this is mexit news and the thing because listen some of you if you call for discomfort towards you it would mean nothing because some of you've been uncomfortable your whole life so you know how to deal with that but when the uncomfortableness the resistance hits something you love can someone you love that makes you start changing. And that's how you get to this place. The only thing discomfort, or I would rather just say resistance, because that's basically what it is. The only thing resistance, so that's whatever you're going through, it's just resistance. The only thing it's supposed to do is make you ask for what you want. Without the trash can, I would not want to create 100,000 millionaires. The trash can is forcing me 
to elevate to a period, a power in which I can elevate 100,000 people to two commas. Without the trash can, I can't serve 100,000 people to two commas, period, point blank. I don't get to have the glory of the two commas without the travesty of the trash can. It's just what it is. So the only thing that is supposed to happen in your resistance is, okay, this is what the hell I want now. So if you don't know what you want, embrace the disease in your body. Embrace the sickness in your family. And I promise you, in that contrast is what it is. It's just resistance. You will find your purpose. But if you run from it, the universe is going to give you another piece of resistance and another piece of resistance and another piece of resistance. And you're going to repeat the doom in your life over and over and over again until you finally have the clarity and the courage to ask for what's worthy of you. So all of us as one collective, because it's one of us on this call, there's one of us in this room, all of us should just simply ask for what's worthy of us. And you'll find that only in resistance. Nobody ever had everything and said, I want to change the world. That's not the way it works. You come from nothing, get everything, say, I want to change the world when you don't have nothing. No one ever had a silver spoon in their life and said, I want to commit my life to the Lord. That is not the way it works. It just doesn't work that way. So after the resistance, the contrast, the sickness in your body, the sickness in your mom, the sickness in your children, the, the sickness in your bank account, after all of that, once you find out what the hell you want, you don't go back to paying attention to that resistance. Help me, somebody. The moment you discover that you went to a trash can to create 100,000 millionaires, you keep your ass out that trash can. Preach it, No matter bro. how, <laughs> that's it, Phil, no matter how bad you want to go back, and believe me, the trash can will always pull you. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. Every time something bad happens, you're going to think about suicidal thoughts. You are. Can you grow past it? Probably. Will you? Probably won't. But it don't matter. Because what matters is, once you get this resistance and you know what you want, you stop paying attention to it. Period. It's the only part of ask, believe, and receive that there should be resistance. There should be no resistance in your believing. I'm talking now. There should be no resistance in your receiving. The only resistance should be in the asking phase. That is it. Nothing else. So once you know what you want, if you don't let go of that resistance, you're going to get disease. Now, some of the disease we call forth so it can be greater. But most of this disease 
we just keep rejecting the universe trying to do something great in our lives. The second thing you do is once you ask, it's already yours. Now, this is where Abraham Hicks would say it's in a, it's in a vibrational realm, is what she would say. That's facts. I technically wouldn't say it like that, but she says it better than me. That's facts. Once you ask, you got to adopt a posture that I'm good. It's all good. I didn't already create 100,000 millionaires. What the hell I'm trying for? All she I got to do vortex. is keep serving people. The vortex. You show right, Phil. Show right. Show right. You understand? It's already yours. It's already there. Then, this way you need to go back to Peter Pan. Once you know it's already yours, Susan just literally spoke up on it. You need to be like Peter Pan. I don't know if y'all seen Peter Pan with Robin Williams. It's like the greatest version of of Peter Pan that I could think of. He couldn't fly until he found the happy moment, but he had to find a happy moment strong enough to fly. He's a grown man in tights trying to fly, right? It's, it's incredible, though. The, the movie is pretty much the law of attraction on steroids, right? It's, it's, it's fantastic. You got to find your Peter Pan moment in stage three. You got to find a non-resistant moment idea state of clarity to constantly be in this non-resistant state of clarity to constantly be in is your guide it is land navigating you to where you want to go so if you know what you want and you're still struggling it's because your attention is on a struggle and not your peter pan moment you got to keep your attention on something that consistently keeps you at ease Period. It may change as you evolve, but for me, that Peter Pan moment is at the end of my death, I want the world to say that was the greatest leader alive. I don't care nothing about no CEO, care nothing about no money. I care about people looking at me and saying, this boy got out of a trash can and he led me fairly he led me objectively. He gave me more grace than he ever gave me justice. That's my moment. May not be yours, but that's mine. And then step four, this is universal knowledge I'm dropping down to you. It's just getting really good at that. That's it. You find your Peter Pan moment, and then you become obsessively good at it. All the greats were obsessive. All of them. You can't find a Peter Pan moment in drift. You can't. What does the Bible say? All the sacred texts say you can't straddle the fence. You can't be lukewarm. You must be obsessively great at your Peter Pan moment. And after that, it's pretty much easy. Then you just automatically walk into mastery and discoveries. That's how you do it. That's my lesson for the day. I was going to do some business stuff, but I figured we should stay here. So we got a few minutes left. So if anyone want to comment, you're more than welcome to. If you want to add value, you're more than welcome to. But that's how you get it done. Anybody, you got the floor. We have Phil, and then after Phil, we have Miss Michelle G. Antonio, what you're talking about is John 15. That's between the Last Supper and Gethsemane, where he talks about the vine and the vine dresser. Wow. And where he says the pain is good. 
if you put your hand over the candle, it's the pain that tells you to move your hand. If you didn't feel pain, you'd have to wait till you smelled your flesh burning before you moved it. So pain is one way of God's getting you to stop doing something, or he's pruning you for a greater harvest later. It's one of the two. Amen to that. Amen to that. Y'all go read John 15 if, if that's your subscription. Go ahead, Dan. Keep holding. All, right. All right, Miss Michelle G., the floor is yours. Oh, my goodness. Um, I can honestly te- attest to what you're saying because when I first started to getting sick, that is that is literally how a sister's love came to be. And then also um, dealing with the pain, going to First Chronicles 4 and 10, Jabez, which that's what his name meant. But when he prayed out to God and asked God to enlarge his territory, to bless him, and that's exactly what God did. And that's all you're doing when you're going through your your struggle when you're going through your pain and you cry out to God, he definitely hears your cries and he will give it to you right when you think you're not going to get it is when he's going to give it to you. It's when he's going to open that door. So everything that you're saying, again, I'm definitely a witness to it. Amen to that. Antonio? Yes, ma'am. If you think of the 40 years they were in the wilderness, God provided every day, one day at a time for Mm -hmm. 40 years, they ate manna. There was always water. So this, if you look back, I mean, this is the kind of things that have happened and how they survived in the Old Testament, time after time. So what does that tell us about what's going on now? God's still in control, I suppose. He's in control, and have we ever had anything like this that affected the entire world? Well, fair enough. We all must try to get along, but that's probably not going to happen. So it kind of separates the the strong and the weak. It's all interesting. Yeah, yeah it is, and our collective consciousness isn't high enough to get along yet, unfortunately. That's for sure. I don't even know. I don't know how to fix it as a collective. I just know my responsibility is to collectively raise my sphere of influence. Maybe that is how you fix it. I wish I could fix the whole world, but I can only fix my reality by fixing me. Mm -hmm. That's all I can do. One day at a time. That's it. <laughs> is there any other way but one day at a time? 
<laughs> and it's changing every day. So we, we have to be present, be aware, and then be able to adjust, which is what you're all about. Yep. Amen to that. Minute Amen by that. minute by minute by minute. I keep holding on. <laughs> Hold on, Phil. Hold on. That's it there. Uh, Deanna, anything else? No, sir. I don't. I would like to say something. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, that deep voice I, law, laid back yeah, law. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the that's the hardest part for me in this in this season. I'm dealing with a lot when it comes to my siblings. You know, I have one that's an alcoholic that he's on the binge again, and it's like for the. I don't know, maybe fifth or sixth time. It's hard for me to deal with because we are products of addicts. You know, both parents were. One hit harder than the other. One, you know, bounced back or what have you. And losing our father is kind of seen like it is taking everyone to this depression or what have you in a sense. Not me per se because I was, you know, there, although he wasn't there for us or what have you. But some of the things that I was stressing to my siblings was that you got to learn to forgive and let go. And because they didn't, they're dealing with excess emotions that they wasn't able to get out because he's not here. Now, the thing that I'm wrestling with the most is that I keep telling myself that everyone has their path that they have to walk down. And if you get in the midst of that, you're messing up your own prosperity. And it's hard because it's, it's in front of you. And you always want the best for everyone that's around you, especially your family, your friends, or what have you. But I know that that's what took me down my path of mental decline the last time because I always took on everyone's baggage and I always figured out everyone's situation. So it's hard not to be that person because I want my own prosperity. I want this. I want my life to be this way. And if I continue to be a part of you and your mess, then I will then take that on into my own life. And that's all right. Uh, so I got, a, I, got yeah. I got a whole bunch to say here. So all right, I'm talking to everyone, but I'm I'm going to talk to you as well. Let's we're just going to round robin this thing here. For one, never save anyone who's not ready to be saved. Ever, never, ever. And then when someone is ready to be saved, move with extreme caution to save them. I'm going to repeat that. Never save anyone who's not ready to be saved. And when they are ready to be saved, move with extreme caution to save them. And let me break that down. I just want you to imagine me drowning. Now, am I not ready to be saved? I mean, you, right, you, you got to move. You understand? I mean, you don't can't let me drown, so it's not the time to debate. But you got to move with extreme caution, because if you don't kick me away from you and then put me in the right position, I'm gonna strangle us both until we both drown. Do you understand, Law? Yes, I do. And I'm telling you right now, I can tell from your very conversation. You're trying to save folks strangling you. And if you don't stop, you both going to drown. That's the part that scares me the most. No doubt. It should. It should. It absolutely should because you're not ready to die. 
but they are. You understand what I'm saying? And you should, so this is where, so this is another thing I want to say in there. We should spend a lot of time observing and not participating. And let me, because this is where you, you said it, but you said, you said it in a way you said, well, I know everyone has their own, we call it master creators. I have to respect the fact that Bobby is a master creator. Creator, he is a genius. Carol is a well, no, there's probably a Carol on the phone. Caroline is a genius. So Bobby and Caroline are geniuses, and anything that they're doing in their life that I disagree with, that's my first mistake. I shouldn't disagree with it. I don't have the right to disagree with the perfect creation that someone else has created in their life. Neither law do I have the right to say that the people they're destroying are not attracting the destroyer. Sounds cold. But when you get a good understanding of this, you can influence people to change instead of trying to plant a seed in them and then dictating when that seed grows. Can't do that. It's my job not to get involved. I can observe all I want to, but observation has nothing to do with judgment. Those are two different things. Observation is observation. I have created a life that many would disagree with, but it's not their job to disagree with. It's just not. Because it's my perfect creation according to my level of self-esteem, according to my level of awareness, and my level of observation. And anyone following me or anyone in my reality or any enemy in my reality, we are all co-creating this existence. And they're co-creating their hatred of me, and I'm co-creating their hatred of them. Either way, we are all walking in our own version of perfection. Now, I said that law for a very strong reason. Because your siblings have created their perfect lives and you are interfering with their creations. You ain't the only one on this phone that got a sibling issue. Help me, somebody. You ain't the only one. (laughs) (laughs) My brother hasn't spoken at all. Brother passed away. Since my mother passed away. See, I have an older brother that I haven't spoke to in almost a decade because he did something atrocious. And I was mad at first, but now I'm not. Now I realize that apparently I helped co-create in that atrociousness whether I want to admit that or not. Period. Anything anybody ever did to me, Law, I helped in that. I had I had a helping hand in that. You understand what I'm saying, Law? Period. Even, yes. even my drug-addicted parents, I had a helping hand in that because 
Sheila tell you, I'll tell you. I chose. I chose to come in this existence with those parents, period. And I chose the perfect ascension path for myself. So if I chose the perfect ascension path for myself, why am I judging my parents when I chose that reality? I can't. Nothing is ever wrong with nobody. It's always wrong with me, which leads me now to the very last thing now, that you talk about. When you say that no, you chose, are you saying because of what occurred in the previous life? No doubt. So we're operating in a different belief system here, but yes. But let's, you got to take it out of a previous life, and we, we, we're taking it to the realm of absolutes or what you would call heaven, right? This perfection thing. Without stepping on anyone's beliefs here, it's not my intention but I'm going to answer this man's question. We were all knowledge. One knowledge, one being, all knowledge. We're just different manifestations of this all knowledge. And to get the experience to be human, to ascend consciously even more, we choose when we're going to incarnate, where we're going to incarnate with, and about 32 different people that we're going to recycle. Because here's the deal, Law. You don't get to, if I told somebody this the other day, I'm going to tell it to you now. If you don't fix it with your siblings now, fine. You're just going to repeat this crap all over again. Just as with this. Right? We choose our ascension path, so to speak. We're weirder conversation that we can have. I'm doing my best not to step on some folks. We got like five different religions here, right? Doing my best not to try to step on that. But this is where we are, bro. This is this is what I need you to get. Your issue lies in one main point. I just said that other stuff to build foundation for what I'm about to say because it's it's a freedom zinger. Simple. Nobody. In fact, Tip has just posted this in our private chat like a week ago. Nobody in your life, no matter how close they are to you, could ever stop what you're creating. Ever. 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 What you create for yourself, they can't stop you. But what we do is we think they can. We say things like, come on, man, I need you to... Come on, this isn't fair. You're doing this to me. No, it's a lie. I could, I could literally be the worst person in your life, period, point blank. But I could never uncreate what you're creating, ever. I could never uncreate what you're creating. So, of course, someone's going to say, but it happens all the time. Yeah, it does. But I'm not uncreating what you created. You let me in your garden because you didn't want it. And that's the truth. You gave me permission to pluck up at the roots what you're trying to do for yourself because secretly and dominantly, you never wanted it. You always wanted to blame me for why you don't have it. It's the only way I could ever affect your life. You hear what I'm saying? Yes. When I realized that, y'all, no longer talking to law, I'm talking to everybody. When I realized that, I stopped letting people have power over me. When I came to grips, this is a hard truth to admit, 
when I came to the grips that I never wanted to be successful. I just wanted to blame God or blame the white man or blame my mom. I mean, these are realistic things that I blame just depend on the time of my life or blame my childhood or blame my skin color or blame whatever. It's just so many different things. I, I went through so many different things blaming everything else but me. Nobody can uncreate what Tempest is creating unless Tempest decides. I don't really want it. And what I want to do is hide behind the fact that me and you got problems. And so since me and you got problems, and I don't really want it, I want to lie to myself and blame you. It's the only way. Other than that, law, when you decide to be whatever it is you want to be, and I'm laughing. When you decide to be whatever you want to be, not me or nobody gets to stand in judgment of it, nor can we uncreate it. Because if I had the power to uncreate what you manifest, then you might as well worship me. I might as well be God. Your God specifically. But I don't control your time nor do I control your thoughts. This is where karma comes in. So if you let me in your garden and I influence your thoughts, if I influence your harvest and your behavior to a way that doesn't serve you, I've got to pay for that. That's the checks and balances. It's called a karmic debt. So this is the last thing I'll say because it's the only thing y'all need to hear. Forgiveness stops the wheel of karma. I didn't make it up. It's actually in a book in 1981 called The Ra. Kind of like Abraham Hicks. Kind of like the Urantia. Forgiveness stops the wheel of karma. If you want the destructive things to stop in your life, you need to forgive the source period. So let's say you can't wrap your head around all the conversation we had. You don't have to. Only thing you need to wrap your head around is forgiveness. You got to need to forgive you or you need to forgive it or you need to forgive them. When you do that, you cut off the roots of what's coming back at you. Forgiveness means to let go. Forgiveness stops the wheel of karma. That's all I got. Diana, if anybody else wants to say something more than welcome, but I'm done. Uh, you can take it back now. All right. We have Mr. Phil. He unmuted his mic. The floor is yours. Well, first of all, especially when you forgive yourself. Amen. That's where it starts. But to address uh, Law's comment on baggage, I had the honor to pick up Reverend Robert Schuler at the airport. And for those of you who don't know Robert Schuler, he created the Crystal Cathedral. He wrote a book called Tough Times Never Laughs, But Tough People Do. So I'm picking him up at the airport. I say, Dr. Schuler, may I take your bags? And he gave them to me. He says, Bill, you know something? I never used to let people take my bags. I go, why is that? He said, I didn't want people to think I was above it. But I noticed two things. Number one, it was my way to let somebody serve me. And number two, I realized, I didn't realize how heavy my baggage was until I didn't have to carry it anymore. Wow. 
Mm-hmm. Until I didn't have to carry it no more. Hope y'all heard that. I want to ask you. Yeah, go ahead. And after uh, this, after Chris, we have Michelle G. Chris, go thing, ahead. Oh, all right. One thing I learned from my own uh, personal experiences, especially listening to everything, so I was definitely talk, tuning in in details, is especially with the, the drowning part of like, you know, naturally you want to help others, but at the same time, if they don't want to be saved, <laughs> you're just going to do like injustice for yourself. They have to want to. So especially now I've learned to like, either like love from a distance or like my grandparents would say with a long table and a spoon, because I don't need that kind of energy disrupting my own kind of energy of what I'm just trying to do and to move forward in my own kind of life. So I can definitely relate to everything you just said when the special came to that. Amen to that. Diana? All right, Miss Michelle G, the floor is now yours. Um, I just wanted to comment on the part about forgiving. The saying, forgive but don't forget, that is so true because you want to forgive but you don't, you never want to forget because you never want to make that same mistake again or never want to repeat the same thing over so you remember it so that you don't repeat it. Well, not, nothing wrong with that. Let me just throw something at you to enhance that, but it's not in disagreement. Keep that if it serves you to prosperity. I just want you because you may be using the word forget differently and, and, and it sounds like you are, it, sound, it sounds like everything you're saying was actually prosperity, but you allow me to tell others who are not using the word forget the way you are. This one statement, when God forgives you, God immediately forgets what he forgave you about. So you want to be, not you, Michelle, just others, you second person plural, y'all, you want to be careful. I, I didn't detect any negativity on what Michelle was saying because that is, you want to use some common sense, right? You, you don't want to burn your hand and be like, oh, well, I forgive you, Candle. Let me do it again, right? No, you don't do that. You do some common sense here, just to Phil's point earlier. But to forgive and to remember pain, and and if that if the remembering of that pain puts you into a cycle of duplication that doesn't serve you, then you do need to forget. Joel Osteen says it better than anybody I've ever heard. He has a whole sermon called "Press Pause" or something like that. And basically, the, the thesis of the sermon is: we got all the bad stuff in our heads on repeat, like an apple player just repeat the song just keeps repeating over and basically he says just press pause and just keep it on pause forever and play another song no just wanted to add that to enhancement michelle you sounded like you were doing that perfectly but i got way too many people on this call and i seriously statistically doubt that everyone else was speaking in the same vibration you were you feel me yes i do yeah Diana, anybody else? No, sir. We don't have anyone else at this time. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, uh, let it be another learning lesson for you. You know, uh, we are here to do a great thing. Um, thank you, everybody, for your input. We're going to continue to do great things. Let as much as you have control over your business, let the universe have control over your business, too. All right. Fastest, quickest, most harmonious way. Today, maybe if they didn't start working in this area, I'm pretty sure I would have been sticking to my script and you wouldn't have got the transformation you got today, right? Everything. I saw Phil put in the chat through text message from Deanna, Romans 8 and 28. Everything works together for your good. So keeping that in mind. I appreciate ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you later. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can't play better. You can dominate. All right, everybody. When the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world. Not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had 48 job positions open during the pandemic. $22 an hour with paid training. And I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions. $22 an hour. Paid training. And I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True. But it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter. And that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if the if it's if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself to match the right candidates up with your job you can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions additionally ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out uh, review and rate candidates four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter 
is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R, ZipRecruiter.com slash b 2 B. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ziprecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.